there are some inherent challenges whenever you deal with a tourist destination. Hardly anyone takes a tourist destination very seriously. <laughs> I got that a lot when I told people I was coming to the BWA meeting the Bahamas. <laughs> they don't think I'm, they don't think I'm working. <laughs> it's almost a joke. It you know? is. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured someone has to come serve God here. <laughs> Lord, here am I, send me. <laughs> Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president, Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. This episode is sponsored in part by the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship is a network of people and churches working together to spread the hope of Christ. For more than 25 years, CBF has been driven by its mission to serve Christians and churches as they discover and fulfill their God-given mission. Join the fellowship at work in long-term global missions in more than 25 countries. Join them too as they strive to form healthy congregations and support the ministers that serve them. Put your faith to action. Visit cbf.net to get connected. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Timothy Stewart, president of the Progressive National Baptist Convention. And he also serves as pastor of Bethel Baptist Church in Nassau, the Bahamas, the oldest Baptist church in the Bahamas. I had a chance to sit down with Timothy last month in the Bahamas during the annual gathering of the Baptist World Alliance that was held there near Nassau. I was excited to be able to have this chance to talk to him, both so that we could learn more about the Progressive National Baptist Convention, as well as Baptist in the Bahamas. He's going to talk about some of the issues of concern the Progressive National Baptist Convention has, as well as some of the issues impacting Baptist and others in the Bahamas that really does change it from this stereotype that we have of this fun tourist destination. That There are real economic and social concerns that Baptists and other Christians are engaged in trying to make their country a better place, just as progressive National Baptists are doing in the United States. So here's my conversation with Timothy Stewart of the Progressive National Baptist Convention. First of all, thank you for joining us on the program. It's great to have you, and it's great to be here in your country, of the Bahamas. And I want to talk about the Bahamas in a moment, but you are the president of the Progressive National Baptist Convention. That's correct. For those who aren't familiar with that convention, can you tell us about the Progressive National Baptist Convention? The Progressive National Baptist Convention is a body that was started about 59 years ago. During the early 60s, there was a concern and, and a movement that attempted to promote a more activist posture when it came to civil rights and human rights. It was believed that the, the convention that originally was established uh, was not as, as strong. 
law emphasized enough about civil rights. And so th that concern led to persons supporting a group of persons to become the leadership of that particular body. Uh, when that effort failed, there was a call not too long after that election by Elgar Booth in Cincinnati, Ohio, for persons to come together to start this organization that will have undergirding it and fueling it. First, the tenure in office, and secondly, who will work around causes relative to the plight of, of, of our people throughout the United States of America in particular. And, and so one of the things that is, of course, part of that rich heritage is involvement of a well-known Baptist, Martin Luther King Jr., in your convention as well. And that's part of that heritage that you all continue to build on. A very rich part of it, because remember now, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., was president of the, the Congress of the, of the body I referred to. And uh, again, it was thought that there should be an effort to support him, okay? Seeing that he was one of the, the members of, the, of that body but more so seeing that he was, at that time, the lead voice of hope, of transformation, of activism, advocating for the rights um, of, of all people, and of course, in particular, the black people in the United States of America. He was, he was, he really, really was challenging America to live up to its true potential and its true essence and its message of, of really recognizing that all men were created equal. Yes, we'd say inalienable rights, yes. And your convention continues to try to, to lift that challenge today. That what are some of the, maybe a couple of the key issues that, that you see that Progressive National Baptist Convention is giving voice to that's, that's important today? Of course. You know, within the last several years, there's been a pushback with regards to the Voting Rights Act. Okay. And so, certainly, I think the attempt to secure the voting rights is essential. Secondly, there is an attempt to, to literally not just deal with the act, but our part and parcel of what we do is try to promote the the activity of voting 
And so there is always this initiative that we will be spearheading from time to time, encouraging persons to use the full franchise to vote so that, so that they can be counted and their vote can be counted so that they can be part and parcel of this democratic, rich democratic process that enables them to have a voice and use that voice in order to bring about the change that they would wish to see, you know. So that's, so, so that's the main, I, th I would say, the main cause that, that we are now fighting because the truth of the matter is if you're not able to vote or if your vote is somehow you're disenfranchised then it, it literally means that the transformation the change the hope that fuels each of us with regards to making life better, making life more equal. This equity would be another concern of ours, that, that there is equal opportunity for employment and, and an equal opportunity just simply to, to, to live out one's potential without being unnecessarily profiled, et cetera, et cetera. You know? So these are, all of these, because that, that's relative to the justice system. You know, there's a concern there relative to the justice system. And there is um, other concerns relative to, as I indicated, fairness with regards to persons having health care. Um, there's now this, this move to cause persons to lose their health care. Hopefully we thought that President Obama did a reasonably credible job in assisting and providing a facility by which so many persons were able to access healthcare, even with pre-existing conditions. And now we see, you know, so the, the penal system, you know, there appears to be a whole lot of inequity as it relates to who goes to jail and what they go to jail for. And the time that they spend in jail, or if they receive the death penalty. Often, definitely death penalty. So, you know, so you have quite a bit of um, concern relative to that. And then, you know, then you have also concerns relative to how assistance is um, provided. Okay. We unfairly, in many cases, almost stigmatize the poor with regards to what we consider welfare. 
and and I I always contend that the greatest welfare recipients would be people who access contracts and you know, political favors and lobbyists. You know, they 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 do a well you know much better job benefiting from the largesse of the public purse than any person with their mega, you know, monthly stipend, you know. So these, all of these and so many more are some of the concerns. And uh, yeah, and so as a convention, a Baptist convention, we are concerned about those. We are also concerned about peace and how we toward that peace. And whether there is an even playing field <laughs> when, we, when we negotiate peace, be it in the Middle East or somewhere else, especially with where the content of the population primarily of you know a certain hue, so that's a that's a concern. That's a major concern. We tend to be able to aid certain certain countries. I mean, with large amounts of funding, you know, and then we. We sanction, we sanction others, you know. We sanction others, and um, um, and so, I, I, so that, that's part of our concern. That's part of our concern that we have a level playing field when it comes to the peace efforts. So, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, we have the concerns within the United States proper. We have the cons we have the global concerns. You know, I think all of us now are uh, becoming more and more concerned with the climate situation and how we are literally causing the climate to deteriorate year after year. And in the, in the particularly in Bahamas and the Caribbean, you know, you have rising of the sea, all kinds of um, ramifications from that, that we must be particularly concerned about. So, so there are some, there's some global challenges that we, that we need to, to address relative to climate change, etc. Yeah, this, this is my first time to land in the Bahamas, but I haven't yes. flown over the Bahamas before. Right. And they're low-lying, flat islands. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. We, we get too much ocean rise and yeah, that's out of say, holes. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. this is a, you know, a very yeah, real... vulnerable. Yeah, no, this is, yeah. this is a life or death issue for... Yeah. Life or death issue for us, you know, because probably the highest point in the whole Bahamas is 200 feet, probably about 200 feet, you know, so... Well, before we talk a little bit more about the Bahamas, you... Our president of the Progressive National Convention, as we, as we noted, but 
you are here in the Bahamas, and you are the first pastor not in the United States to be president of the yes. convention. And I wonder if you talk about about that because that does bring a, a new a new perspective, a new voice, a little bit different feel to the convention right now. It does. Well, it was around 1991. I was given the opportunity to host Progressive National Baptist Convention. Their winter board meeting. It's good for them to come here for the winter board meeting. Yeah, <laughs> in the Bahamas. And so there, that year, we had we hosted approximately about 800 people, you know, from the convention. And I was given that tremendous honor and responsibility. Well, from that beginning, I was asked to serve on the executive board of the convention. From that beginning, I was asked to serve as the historian of the convention. From that beginning, I was asked to serve as the one of the presidents at that time of the international region. Now that is critical because instead of having just four regions in the United States of America, we created a fifth region outside of the United States of America, all the churches, comprising all the churches outside of America. And the fifth region was given all of the rights and the privileges of the other regions. One of the rights and privilege of the other regions was to be able to be offered for elected office. In addition to that, there is a long-standing, I would say, convention within the convention practice where we where we believe it is possible to nominate a qualified or capable person to have at least each region be considered before another region gets considered. Mm -hmm. Well, it just happened that all the regions were considered. The four regions within the United States. And now there was only one region to be considered. And so I was sort of tapped to be nominated and based on the the confidence of the convention we'll determine whether it is something that the convention would wish to do and it just so happened that the convention decided that it was time having served faithfully and so many capacities before. Being also being a regional leader, 
for four years. And supporting the convention in such what they thought was a very admirable way. We would, there was nothing for us to bring a hundred people from the Bahamas, you know. And uh, as a matter of fact, much more than that. Okay. And so, and so, yes, they decided that it was time <laughs> for the fifth region to be considered. And so I think that's basically how it happened. Well, let's talk about the Bahamas. Yes. For those who haven't been here. Yes. Or who have been here and have never left the resort. Yes. And thus haven't seen the real Bahamas. Right. What should Baptists in the United States know about the Bahamas? Well, first, they should know that we are some of the most friendly and some of the most hospitable people on planet Earth. They should know that we are very religious. We are very religious, generally speaking, and that we still believe to a certain extent. We are very God-fearing people. They should also know that we are a parliamentary democracy and that we have been a parliamentary democracy for many years, since the 1600s. We've had stable government for many years. And they should know that next to United States and Canada, we are considered the third highest per capita income nation in this area, in this hemisphere. Of course, that is because in large measure that we have a um, an area, major area in the Bahamas and some major areas where we do have persons who have a lot of wealth, okay, who are not necessarily from the Bahamas, but they reside in the Bahamas. So this is because of our great income no, gap. No, yeah, yes. it's a great income gap. So that basically has, you know, constituted that, that statistic. But they should know that this is a, this is a place to come to be rejuvenated, you know, to be refreshed. It's a great place for a conference, you know, it's a great place for conference. We, we have um, our legal system is, is fairly strong, you know, and, and, and it's a place for the most part where we are striving to, like I say, make it one of the, the greatest little countries in the world. Yeah. And I want to talk about Baptists, particularly in the Bahamas, because mm -hmm. one of the things that I have learned here is Baptists are the largest religious group in, in the Bahamas. That so what, what can you tell us about Baptists here in the Bahamas? 
Baptism in the Bahamas started around 1790, where a person from South Carolina, Prince Williams, came to the Bahamas during the time of slavery. And he had been enslaved, right? He had been enslaved um, at some point in the United States of America. It is believed that he got his freedom, came to the Bahamas. However, he was re-enslaved when he got here. Okay, because the promise to, you know, that he could come by the British and, you know, that promise was defaulted. <laughs> and, um, um, but he's he, along with a few others, Sambo Scriven and, and uh, a few others, started the Bethel Baptist Church. It was Bethel's meeting house. They were not allowed. It's against the law when they call it a church, but so they call it the Bethel's Meeting House. And um, from that small beginning, the, the Baptist um, denomination, you know, divided and proliferated, you know, to the extent that in 1934, working along with the National Baptist Convention, USA Incorporated, we became almost like a a part of their, they call, we call it, we call them parent body. And we became almost like a mission of the National Baptist Convention around 1934. And then, so we've been working along with the National Baptist Convention, U.S. Incorporated, from 1934. Um, sometime after that, we also forged a relationship with the Southern Baptist Convention through their missionaries, and they came. And so we were, we were working with the National Baptist Convention and the Southern Baptist Convention, you know? And so the nomination just continued to, you know, grow and uh, until I guess when in 1991 when I joined the Progressive National Baptist Convention and then there was a further expansion of convention work in the Bahamas you know and so and this gave us an opportunity to work you know throughout the years with the Baptist World Alliance with the Caribbean Baptist Fellowship and you know, and all of the other Baptist body, North American Baptist Fellowship, et cetera, et cetera. And your pastor? Uh, I, I now pastor that church. That Bethel the Baptist church. oldest church here in the Bahamas? Yeah. yeah, we're 228 years old. And, you know, God has truly blessed us and, and we're trying to be faithful to the call of Jesus Christ, you know, to basically carry the Great Commission. But what's your, your biggest challenge and your biggest hope as a, as a, as a pastor? We've talked a lot about the convention world, but for you and for other pastors here in the Bahamas, what are, what are you all facing that you would want us to be able to, to know about and to be able to pray about? Well, as 
There are some inherent challenges whenever you deal with a tourist destination. Hardly anyone takes a tourist destination very seriously. <laughs> I got that a lot when I told people I was coming to the BWA meeting the Bahamas. <laughs> they don't think I'm they don't think I'm working. It's almost a joke. It you know? is. It is. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured if someone has to come serve God here. <laughs> Lord, here am I send me. So. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> and, and so there's almost this cavalier, this casual, you know, approach and perception with regards to who we are and what we are. And most people don't know that it's not easy to serve sometimes when you don't have access to what you are serving. And it's not easy to, to see prosperity almost as if it's, you know, you see in the Bahamas going out of style, but your needs are so great. Your needs are so, are so great. And so you are you're trusting God. You are attempting to serve as best you can. And you're attempting to, to do so with a kind of disposition where you can also be encouraged. And so as in most societies, you have a relatively small segment of the persons who are able to, so to speak, pull themselves up to have a whole lot who must just see it from a distance. And for them, the distance appeared too great for them to make up. And so we must pray, we must pray, pray with us that, that God will grant us the grace to, to serve, but also grant us the, the opportunity to, to be able to reach realistically and and access some of the some of what we must serve each day and again we'll be talking about just a, a fair wage you know because it's easy because of the great need it's easy sometimes to almost take advantage 
because the need is so great. And so, yeah, so we want to pray that the persons will, will see the need, not only to build great structures of luxury, but to also invest in their, in, in their human resource so that, so that they too would be able to realize their potential and serve even more productively and meaningfully. And to some extent, there should be opportunities not just to serve, but to partner and to access, you know, to be part of the ownership where that is appropriate and where that is possible. You see, the empowerment, there has to be empowerment. And, and so we, we, I think that, I think that that is critical in these, what we call tourist destinations. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing. Thank you for welcoming us here. Uh, it's, it's been a joy to be here. And I thank you for giving us time to talk about your convention, your country, and many blessings on you and the many ministries that you are involved in. I want to thank you, Brian, for the opportunity to be interviewed by you. And secondly, I want to thank you for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was your independence day. You were on, you were on holiday. <laughs> so. Thank you for your patience. And, um, but, and it's a, truly been a pleasure talking with you and getting to know you and every blessing on you. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. You can learn more about the Progressive National Baptist Convention at pnbc.org. You can learn more about the Baptist World Alliance at bwanet.org. And as always, you can find us at wordandway.org. And don't forget to check out our sponsoring partner for this week's episode, the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship at cbf.net. If you have any comments or feedback, please send them to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. If you've enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will share it with your friends on Facebook. Head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and write a positive review to help more people to find the show. You can find easy-to-share links at podcast.wordandway.org. And if you'd like to donate to give to this program, we greatly appreciate it. All you have to do at wordandway.org is hit the donate button, and whatever you give will help not only the production of this podcast, but also our website and monthly magazine. Thanks for listening.